It is easy for worship leaders to feel alone. There is tremendous pressure on us each week to perform, to lead, and to help direct an amazing experience of worship and connection to God. But it's so overwhelming. There's no place to go to talk through these unique challenges worship leaders face. Welcome to the table. Hey guys, this is Jason Squires. Welcome to the next episode of The Table. I'm uh, just excited about today because um, this whole month we're talking about shepherding your team and what it means to take care of people that um, God has entrusted you with. And today we're talking to Jenny McGrew. Jenny is the leader of the Worship Leader Collective on Facebook. Um, she leads that online community. And today's, um, instead of talking about shepherding your team, we're actually going to be talking about what it means to shepherd your own heart as you prepare to lead your team. So join us in this episode of The Table. Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of The Table. My name is Jason Squires and I am the Director of Mentorship for Worship Leader Magazine. Uh, and today uh, we are joined by Jenny McGrew. Can you, why don't you introduce yourself, Jenny? Hey, y'all uh, out there in podcast land. you <laughs> 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 in real time here. Uh, I'm Jenny McGrew. I do quite a lot. And uh, I'll be that person that says, I'm just a servant of the Lord. <laughs> you know, <laughs> sum me up, you know. You're right under Instagram bio, servant of God. Servant of the Lord. I do it. I do it. (laughs) You're better than all of us. No, for real. Uh, Jenny McGrew, you know, what can I say about myself? I'm a wife. Uh, uh, 25 years this year. So Jason, you're going to Hawaii. I'm really hoping my husband's going to take me somewhere good. I feel like I've earned it. I got 15 years this year. So I I feel like it's, you're, you're ahead of me on that one. Um, I'm a mom of two incredible children that are in university and I'm super proud of them. And, um, yeah, I'm a pastor. I co-lead a church called Hope City Church in the Vancouver area in Canada, West coast, just above Seattle. And, uh, I lead an online worship community called worship leaders collective. And, um, surprisingly this year, if that wasn't enough, the Lord added something else to my plate (laughs) this year. Um, is to be, I'm the worship chaplain at Trinity Western University, which is a Christian university in Langley, British Columbia. So, you know, that's kind of in a nutshell. That's a really big nutshell. I mean, you got, you have a lot, <laughs> you have a lot, nut. that's a big <laughs> nut to crack. No, you got it. You got a lot going on. You got a lot going on, but I think it, it, it all, it all kind of works together. It's not like it you work mm-hmm. at a coffee shop and sell real estate and do worship on the side. Like they all, they all come together they all come together. It does. You know, two years ago, though, I owned a generator company. My dad and I owned it for uh, 20 years. And that was kind of weird. They're like, people are like, so what do you do? Well, you know, I'm a pastor and I own a generator company. And they're like, oh, <laughs> you kind of look at you like you have 12 heads. I'm like, yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. It works. It works at all. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, well, let's, let's, let's jump into this. We're talking about shepherding your team this month and uh, just what that looks like and uh, worship leaders oftentimes are just 
kind of like thrown into the mix. Like you can lead worship and you also have to lead people. And like, that's a, that's a thing. That's a, that's a big thing. Um, but I wanted to take a step back today um, from shepherding your team and actually talk about shepherding your heart. Like, what does it mean for you as a worship leader? Um, if you're going to lead people, um, why, and uh, if you're going to lead people, you have to be in the right space to do that. Um, what, why is it important to be in the right frame of mind uh, when leading others? Like, w- w- let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, immediately, I just have the thought of you can't give away what you don't have. Mm. You know, there's an old adage that says we teach what we know, but we impart who we are. So we can be saying all the right things, but if our heart's out of tune or our life's out of rhythm, that's going to be imparted into the teams around us. As a mom, that's going to be imparted into my children, which is not a good place to be. Um, I quickly think of the scripture uh, where the apostle Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ, Mm. you know? So again, he's not talking about the things he's not saying, follow what I say per se. I think that he's saying like, look at me, this, you know, follow how I do it. And that sounds a lot like Jesus to me, you know? So those kind of thoughts, and especially with how busy you and I were talking just before this, you know, about how intense this season has been. I know for so many people, myself included, I'll add myself into that is, um, the challenge, um, of slowing down. And we're going to, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves in the conversation, but to lead ourselves well, to be mindful that we can't give away what we don't have. And our relationship with Jesus Christ is more important than anything and everything, no matter like the schedule, you know what, you know, if we're not doing well, we're not going to be giving away good things. We're not going to be giving away holy things. We're not going to be giving away righteous things. We're not going to be walking after the spirit. You know, we're not going to be giving words of life and those kind of things put the fear of the Lord in me. And uh, so I'm sitting, actually, I'm sitting right in that right now, as I just wrap up, you know, we're wrapping up a big season at the university and um, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to slow down, you know, a lot and uh, even spend more time with the Lord this season to get ready for the next. Yeah. What are some, what are some practical ways to do that? Like what, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, it's easy to say like, we can, it's, it's important to take care of your heart. It's important to to be in that space, Mm -hmm. but it's also a realization to go. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not like a, it's not just an easy task to go flip the switch and I feel great. You know, like what, like what are for you, let's talk about you. Like what are Mm -hmm. some ways that you find yourself, Mm -hmm. um, like practical ways to kind of be in that, in, in that space and constantly make sure that yeah. you're in. I'll be, I'll be super honest. And That's good. I, I, That's good. Yeah, it is. It, yeah. I think it, it really is good. You know, you look at people's Instagram and it's all their highlight reels. Um, I'm an Enneagram eight, uh, to clarify Enneagram or it's just, it's not a label. Okay. So I'm not this, I'm not that. And I think people can tend to label themselves, but it's a lens that I'm very aware of that. I'm just like, go, 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 go. You know, yep. we're going to do this. We're going to do that and uh, lead or, you know, I've got a lead or you get out of the way, you know, um, to realize that, you know, weaknesses in me is to, that I need to slow down. So 100%, I need rhythms. I need spiritual disciplines in my life that look like in the morning. And even before I go to bed is that spending that time with Jesus, you know, and, and not reading my Bible to in the morning is my devotion time in the evening. I like to study to learn. It's very different for me. Anyway, it's very different. It's just spending that time in the morning with Jesus first and foremost. And I think about Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. 
in the New Living, it says, I have all that I need. He leads me or he lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. So just even thinking of that renew, refresh. So, you know, there's just an even, you know, a rhythm in that. Re means to do it again. So practically Sabbath every single weekend. And uh, there's people in my life, I call them Sabbath smugglers. (laughs) Sabbath smugglers, you know? So like I've had to take Microsoft Teams off of my phone practically on the weekend. It's off. Yeah. If I see anything on my computer, I've gotten a whole lot better. The Lord has delivered me from returning emails on the weekend. Hallelujah. Deliverance was needed because you just feel that pull to help people or, you know, that pull to lead and to do well in that area. But again, I want to be as a leader, just as a servant of God in the kingdom, if I can say it like that, I need to be not resting as my good friend, Mark Buchanan would say, and he's taught us well, if you've read the rest of God, you know, that book um, is that Sabbath wasn't intended um, in the context of Sabbath right now wasn't intended for us to rest from work per se, because a lot of times we'll start practicing Sabbath once we hit the wall, because there is that wall that we all hit, you know, we go and we go, but the Sabbath, and that's why we need that holy reset, that rhythm every single week is to work from a place of rest Mm. and work from that place of Christ, you know? And so I have that daily or that weekly rhythm of Sabbath. And then also obviously that daily rhythm of spending time with the Lord that nobody gets. Like I even have, I, I love Carrie Newhoff. Something he taught me a long time ago was you have meetings all on your phone. And if someone tries to get me at a certain time, I'm like, sorry, I have a meeting. And it could be me meeting with the Lord, but it's a meeting. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> Plan time. That's a, yeah, absolutely. And it's like blocked off in my phone. We don't miss, we don't meeting miss meetings if they're in our phone. They're not, it's a, yeah. Well, and even for other people and maybe like, nah, that's not, you know, and they just try to steal it. It's like, no. I got a meeting and it's a meeting with Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. The, uh, um, you, you mentioned taking Microsoft teams off your phone on the weekend. I just recently deleted the email app on my phone and like, like two weeks ago, and it is the most freeing experience anyone can ever. I don't, I realized, I realized quickly, nobody emails me to like hang out. All emails are work. Like, it's not like, Hey Jason, what's going on? Like nobody says, Nobody does that to like connect. And so I was like, everything I'm reading on my email is work. I don't need to be working when I'm sitting on the couch watching TV with my wife or like hanging out at the dinner table, or I don't need to be constantly seeing that little red circle on my, on my phone that says you have however many emails and it's growing over the weekend and you feel that anxiety. Like I have more work to do. So I totally, I totally understand that. Yeah. And there's always going to be something, you know, and it's just having that, I just have that pre-awareness before the weekend. There's always going to be something, but I have to do this. Yeah, You know, it's not like I'm going to do this or like, maybe I'll do this. It's like, no, I have to do this. This is a righteous and holy thing. And I have to have this rhythm of rest in my life. So that's like an, that's like a constant reminder I, it's not something that comes easily. So I don't want to make this like, oh, she's so awesome. And she's just like practices Sabbath. And she's talking about Mark Buchanan. And, you know, I'm grateful for Mark Buchanan in my life. He's one of my profs doing my master's degree in Calgary. He lives yeah. in Calgary. And they're actually living in BC right now, um, him and his wife. But God brought him into my life for such a time as this that I 100% know it's to teach me 
Sabbath so that I didn't just like crash and hit that wall and burn out. So super important. Couldn't stress it enough. One of the things I find interesting in ministry is that the people don't say, people always say like, what is your day off every week? It's always, it's always singular. It's never like, what is your weekend? What is your time? Like everybody says, what is your day off? And I'm like, why, why does, why do you in ministry, you get a day off, but in other jobs you get two days off. You get a, you get a full weekend. Like it's like in ministry, it's like you're, you're allotted 24 hours of freedom if, if you take it. And it and, right. Am I right? Am I wrong though? Like it's, it's always singular. It's never, it's never like, when is your weekend? It's always, what is your, what, what is your day off every week? And you're like, well, can I have two? Can I have like the, a full weekend like everybody else gets just cause I'm a ministry. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but, uh, no, no, it's not just you. It's <laughs> okay, just, just I'm like, laughing so hard. It's so real. <laughs> you're like, that's a thing. That's a, that's a, a thing. thing. And I mean, especially right now, cause we're all, I'm just, I mean, burnout and exhaustion and leading from emptiness and like we come coming out of the pandemic into more ministry and it's like there's not a there's not a break there's not a there's not a time to stop and there's not a um you got to plan it you got to plan it and say when I come back the work's still going to be here uh mm-hmm. so so that's prepping your heart now creatives creatives need community I guess and you you are leading an online community and I which I mm-hmm. love and Mm-hmm. Um, what are, what are the benefits? Like when you're talking about shepherding your heart and take, and like working through things and let's talk about the benefits of hanging out with like-minded people. And, mm-hmm. um, what is that? What are the benefits of being in community with other leaders and, um, yeah. kind of how does that apply to, uh, taking care of yourself and shepherding your own heart? Yeah. Um, one of our team core values at our church, if I can talk in our church context yeah. is we go together, not alone. Mm. Um, and I think that's just so key and not just have community for community sake, but Christ in community is very, it's different. You know, people are like, Oh, we have community. I'm like, yeah, community is great. As long as we have Christ in community, because we need that. We need that peace. We need that hope. We need that life. We need that joy from the Lord flowing in us and through us to help bring that to one another. So I immediately think of Psalm 118, seven, it says the Lord is for me among those who are around me. And, um, actually just last night I've inherited, wasn't planning on this, add to the list, um, a beautiful group of young adult girls that just landed in my lap, new girls at our church. And we just had this need to, for me to start a connect group Mm. and at our church. And I wasn't one of the ones that was supposed to be leading it. Um, but as I've seen these young adult girls just be able to connect, is their their realization that they're not alone, um, that everybody's struggling, that everyone has challenges, that it's okay to be vulnerable, it's okay not to be okay, and just really in that awareness where we can get to that level of vulnerability. Okay, I like what Christine Kane says. She says I'm transparent with everybody, but I'm vulnerable with few. I think we need to be careful yep. about who we're vulnerable with. But in this app, you know, as you create more community, whether it's with worship leaders or, you know, whoever your community is, you're, you're talking about leaders. So I need to take it there in a minute. But what I'm noticing is you get to layers of vulnerability. And this would be true with my leader friends as well, is that now um, we're able to connect on another level. We're praying on another level. We're walking with one another on another level and we get to that place where you know that the lord's 
or that we're not just for one another now is that we're with one another. And I think that's really different. Like, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, we need prayer for something and, or you, someone writes something on social media and you get the praying hands, mm-hmm. you know, namas, yep, <laughs> right? yep. you know, it's like, that's great, but I actually need someone to walk with me right now. You know, yep. even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. King James, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And, and I think that's one of the values of walking with other leaders, walking with other people in community is that you don't just have people that are for you. You actually have people that are walking with you, you know, that are going to answer the phone at midnight, you know, heaven forbid that you need them to answer at midnight. So there's, there's a lot of things that I could say about that, but that difference between for and that difference between with isn't just something, I think it's everything. And I, I feel like it's a shift that God's bringing to the kingdom of God is that we'd have this awareness that we need to walk together in this season, especially for everything that God's calling us to do, that we can't do it alone. And I think, I think we knew that and we believed it on some levels. And then we went through this thing called COVID and people started dropping out of the race like flies because it's been such a challenge that it was like, Oh shoot. I know that I'm supposed to be doing this together with people. I've heard that. I didn't really know what that looked like. Now I really need to learn that because I can't do this alone. So yeah, I think that's one of the benefits. And when you find those people and, or when they find you, I believe God answers prayer. Um, hang on to it, hang on to it, invest into it with all your heart. It's gold. Now, do you think, um, is there, is there a difference between finding just people that, you know, you like to hang out with versus people who think and act like finding leader community with other leaders and finding community with other people that are doing what you're doing, or is it, right. does that necessarily matter in this, in this instance? I think, you know what, it can be different, you know, cause you're talking about friendship and fellowship. Um, you know, sometimes it can be a both ends, right? Um, I think people are very blessed when they do get the both ends, you know, I'm blessed that I do have the both ends. Um, but for this example, like, for example, like with worship leaders collective, so we have this mentorship group and, um, you know, it's a bunch of worship leaders that, you know, that they connect together, you know? So I wouldn't really say they're on that friend level because they're not in the same vicinity. They're coming from the four corners of the earth, you know? So they're, they're connecting as leaders. Yeah. They're friends on some level. Um, but I still think that there's value in it because they're able to help one another. They're able to walk with one another. But when we're talking about the friend level, you're talking about someone who's going to come over with a box of Kleenex yep. and be there for you. And when you're crying or when they're crying, they're going to be there with them. So um, I think each has value. I think if you get both, well, praise the Lord for his mercy and his forever. <laughs> you know, I, both has value and both has place. I, I think the Lord knows what we need when, when we need it and um, yeah, whatever it looks like, um, it's good. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. I think there's uh, I hang out, I get to hang out with a bunch of worship leaders locally where I'm at in in mm-hmm. the Sacramento area, and um, when Easter came around, they all stopped showing up, and I was like, this is not the time to disappear. Like, this mm-hmm. is not the time to say I I don't want to be in community. It was like this mm-hmm. is the time to be to be here and to like make sure that you're not you're not leading from that empty space and like why community is so important and. So I love it. Those, those things are, those things are super important and to, 
you know, you're kind of all dealing with the same stuff. Right. So that, that would be kind of different than the friend stuff because right. in the friend stuff, you're kind of like, I don't know, it could be all over the map, but if you're talking about ministry, you're kind of all dealing with the same sort of stuff. Um, so it can become a lot more linear yeah. in a way and super valuable and important. So coming, coming from COVID and burnout and leading from the empty space, um, how do I, how would I know if it's time for me to either like step out for a season? This is a big question. This is, this is like, I'm asking you this question and it's like, I'm glad you're answering it. Not me, but they like, I don't, what is, how do you, how do you know? It's like, I'm, you know, I'm leading from such an empty space or I shouldn't be doing this. Like it's, this is time for me to maybe take a step mm-hmm. back and, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, focus on, focus on b- bettering myself before I continue Mm-hmm. Um, leading, because I I know mm-hmm. a lot of I've I've been in so many conversations recently with uh, leaders that are like I'm done. Ministry has just kind of wiped me, and mm-hmm. not I don't even I I don't even. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking to one guy a couple weeks ago. He said um, he it was like the week before Christmas, and he hadn't even thought about Christmas service yet, and it wasn't even exciting. Like it was just like I don't even I'm I'm so burned that I don't even. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so I'm so empty that I I don't even want to continue doing this. And um, he's actually resigned from his church and is he made the comment to me. I I don't I don't know I don't even I I, I don't care if I'm stocking shelves at Costco, but like I don't want to be in ministry anymore because I'm it's it's wiped me to the point. And I'm like you've got it went too far. Like so, you know we pull back and go like how do we not let it get there? And um, you know mm-hmm. let's talk let's, let's let's talk that through a little bit. Yeah, um, you said a few things, but on to that last point, um, I have those friends too. And I have to tell you, Jason, it's breaking my heart. It's it's really breaking my heart. Um, I am praying, and I, I was praying this two years ago, and it's just been a burden on my heart to pray for the true shepherds to arise in this season. Um, I think that, and this is no shame to anyone else because I'm a shepherd too. So I'm going to be pointing the finger first and foremost at myself. Yep. Um, something that we say to our um, team at Hope Cities, our church in Abbotsford, uh, is that we care more about how you're doing than what you can do. I really feel it's very important more than ever to help shape and build those that culture in churches and May the days be gone where we have to have 16 people in the worship team on the platform. Like this Good Friday, it's just going to be me and another singer. Because awesome. I'm just not into I'm just not into burning. Now Easter will we'll have a full stage, but you know I'm just we just don't need it. Like we don't we we just why why? And I think that we need to constantly be asking the question of why, not in cynicism, not in that, but just really truly asking the question of what do we need. And why do we really need this? And have we burned people out because we required more of them than we should? And how can we do this better? So, um, yeah, my heart's very burdened for people like that because I don't think it needed to happen. Now on that, but also this has been two years where, you know, it was like, where are we going? You know, we to you know boldly go where no man's gone before. That's what it was kind of. Yep. And we were boldly going out. We're like, this is exciting. And then you get to it's like, this is the worst, you know? And when is this going to end? You know, it feels like Disneyland at first. And then it's like, no, it's we've all been tricked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and 
you know, all small church, like we're a small church. We took over a church of 30 people. We literally just moved from a big church in Calgary to Vancouver, took over this church of 30 people. And we suddenly had to be experts in everything. And it was like, and, but that was even in worship leaders collective, that was almost the everyone that was almost the everyone. And again, it's like, what do we need? Why do we need it? Do we really need it? You know, so that, you know, and, and here's the thing, I don't think, and we're not, I'm taking this too far this way so we can kind of center back to your original question, but I don't think people are really expecting as much as we think they are. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. I, I don't, I, I think people want to come to the house of the Lord. I think they want to feel safe. I think they want to feel secure. I think they need some certainty. I think they need some consistency. I think they need some holy community. I think they need a big hug. You know, I think they need someone to be there for them. And so do we. And so do we. And, you know, all the other stuff, that's not what's going to hold people together. And that doesn't hold things together. So, you know, if anyone's listening to this, like, just may the pressure fall off in the name of Jesus, you know. I was just talking to Tommy Walker, and um, he he was talking about how we've lived in this culture of perfection so long as a musician, mm-hmm. where we're required to look and sound and be a certain way, especially through COVID when it's like the only experienced churches is what it sounds like on your computer, which nobody sounds good on a laptop. And so it's this like constant, like burn it. Like you don't look, you don't sound, you're not doing your thing. And then it, it comes out as I give up, I give up. And it's like, I have Mm -hmm. nothing left to, nothing left to hand out because it's, um, it's, we can't, yeah, you can't live in that. Like you said, why are we doing it? Why are you doing think? I love that you said, I love that you said, uh, people don't expect as much as we think they do because I think that's so true, and we're we're putting the expectations on it. And well, totally, churches become like MTV. If I could say it like that, I don't even know if MTV is a thing anymore, but it was <laughs> when I was a teenager. But you know what I'm saying, like, yep. and it's just like the bar is so high, and it and and for average church, it's just not sustainable. And and I think really, Jason, that's not what the Lord intended it to be. You know, yep. so you know. I come back to, again, Mark Buchanan's book, In the Rest of God. He was talking about Kronos and Kairos, you know, time in Greek. So Kronos is like, we got it, we got it, we got to do this, we got to do that. Like time's running out and it's stressful and it's wicked. And it becomes wicked. And then Kairos, Kairos is always asking the question, what is this time for? So I'm always challenging my teams, challenging my family, challenging our church. It's just saying, what is this moment for, you know, and why? Why, why are we doing this? So like this Good Friday, it's going to be me on the keys. going to have a backup singer. It'll be good. It'll be yep. quality. There's, there's thought going into it. But, you know, I'm mindful of the long game. We got, we got a lot, you know, we got roads to travel down. And uh, I want to go there together, not alone. So we're going to slow down a little bit, but we're going to go there together, not alone. And lift up the name of Jesus all the way. I love it. I love it. The goal is still the same. The goal is still yeah. the same. And uh, I've constantly been reminded recently that uh, sounding good and and doing good music is secondary to what our goal is on Sunday, and that's to point people to Jesus. And Amen. Yeah. Hey, so this podcast is called The Table, um, and I believe good conversation happens around good food. So um, if I was to be invited to the McGrew House for dinner, what are what are you guys making? What is what is your like so dinner of choice? Answer. Like yeah. Everybody would tell you. I could, all our friends could answer this. Mexican. We're going to yeah. make you Mexican. All the way. 
all the way, every day, never get tired of it. I literally said to my wife last night, (laughs) I I literally said to my wife last night, they just do it right. We were having Mexican food for dinner. I'm like, I would, this is, you just, the Mexican food is just done right. This is, that's And it's easy. I feel like, you know, it kind of, we get, you know, we're a pretty healthy family or if people don't love healthy food. It's like, you can make a little bit of everything. Yep. Everybody's happy. Right. Everybody's happy. Everybody's smiling. And it's just happy food. I love happy people. Yep. I love happy things. Mexican food is happy food. You can't be angry eating tacos. It's just not a, it's not <laughs> a thing. Like you can't it's just happiness is happiness is all, all around that. <laughs> so good. That's amazing. So good. Now, are you guys like, like grilling grilling the, the meat or are you what is the is it are you what's well, the what's the I'd like to say we process? are Jason but we've been building a house for a year that's a oh. whole other podcast out of leads when you don't have a home um yeah I'd like to say we're grilling usually we're grilling yeah right now, right now we're buying yeah. we're in a buying season <laughs> um but yes 100 percent Grilled all the way, steak or chicken yep. on the barbecue, oh, fajitas, man. all the things. So. You're speaking my love language. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So, hey, how do we how do we connect with you, Jenny? Like, what are some yeah. ways? Tell us all about the ways. Well, here's my cell phone number. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, no. Pull a, pull a Bob Goff on that one. That's here's here's my. <laughs> um, just Jenny McGrew at worshipleaderscollective.com, or you can go to worshipleaderscollective.com. If you want to be a real stalker, you can go to our church, hopecitychurch.ca, if you want to see more. I'm just kidding. You know, I love it when people are like, can you believe so-and-so is checking me out on social media? I'm like, no, that's crazy. Can you believe they do that? You're like public profile on Instagram and Facebook. What? Like the audacity of them checking you out. Um, what are some what are some ways we can connect on uh, the Worship Leader Collective on the Facebook page? Like just yeah. asking questions or like what is what are some of the ways to dive in there? Yeah, you just ask a question. Um, we do have approval mode on. It has proved to be a useful asset. And um, you know what? Anything and everything, we get feedback all the time about just how much it has helped people. It is a safe space. I will say this. I believe that it's it's a very healthy yep. community. We've worked very hard at that. Um, I appreciate that Paul Balash chimed in, you know, just a few months ago, just to send me a message to that effect. I, yeah. you know, that Paul had just noticed that and said that, and that was what he had been hearing as well. And that, that meant a lot to me because the team had really worked hard for that. And we actually had to pray through a whole season, you know, for that to take place. So yeah, it's helpful. It's healthy. It's, it's holy and, and anything and everything. And, you know, if you have private, you know, you know, pastoral stuff. We're here. Just yeah. just shoot us an email, even at the hello at worshipleaderscollective.com. We go together, not alone. We really believe it. We're not just saying it. And and we all need each other more than ever. I love I love that you can have a safe space with several thousand people. Like that's 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 not an that's not that was that can't have been an easy undertaking. You mentioned it was hard, but just like getting that to happen and I love watching some of the questions come in like they're always answered. Like, it's like, here's my question. And like, somebody goes, I dealt with that. And here's, here's the, here's the response. And here's the answer. Here's the way, here's the other Facebook group that can help you with, help you with your pro presenter question or whatever it is. It's a, um, totally. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't designed. I didn't design it so that it was top down and it was, Oh, Jenny's going to answer every question. I actually on there hardly ever answer everything unless I feel like I need to. Worship Leader Collective was created for the everyone so that the church of five people 
could maybe help the church with 50,000 people or vice versa and realizing that everyone, that this is a huge table. Everyone has value. Everyone has input and it's a river, you know? So like we're all, we're all feeding into this. We're all, we all have something to contribute. And again, we go together, not alone. So I, I love that your podcast is called the table. I love what tables represent and, uh, May God give us the grace to just keep expanding tables for everybody to be able to sit at. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks, Jenny. I appreciate you hanging out today. I appreciate Thank the conversation and all the, all the stuff you were able to share with us. So awesome. Thanks so much. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. My hope is that you leave this time encouraged and reminded as to why it's so important to take care of and prepare your own heart as you prepare to lead people. If you could, we would love it if you'd like, comment, or review whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Um, tell your friends about this, about these conversations as well. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Worship Leader or at Worship Leader Podcast. And you can also follow me at Jason underscore Squires. Um, we will see you guys next week as we continue these conversations.